Hello and welcome to Cage Fighting. It's your main man, Andy Gillard here. Hope you're all doing well in the world right now. Hope you're all warm and toasted, wrapped up. Although, it has been, I did go back to the shorts, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, and they have still been on. I'm, I'm in shorts again now, so it's... This has happened before. When was it last year or the year before? When it got to like late November and then December was just warm, and to wear to be able to wear Christmas jumpers, I had to put a vest on. And then this is not <laughs> ideal because I haven't got I haven't got enough Christmas t-shirts to get through the through the month. So I thought, it's not right, is it? No, we'll have some kind of cold snap now. <laughs> but then, yeah, that last year it was quite mild up until like the middle of February, I think, and it yeah. was then it just went ridiculous. <laughs> Christmas ruined. <laughs> And we have got with us once again the master of any daft, any daft question, Mr. David Evans. Good evening, Dave. You all right? Good evening. I'm very good. Very good. Thank you once again for having me back on. No worries, Dave. It's Disney chat and MCU and stuff, and we know that's your forte, so yep. who better? Give me who a big yeah, give me a big bowl of that and I'm I'm <laughs> lapping it up. So yeah, uh, as I mentioned on last week's podcast, we're going to be looking at the most recent Disney Plus day and all of the announcements which came out of it. But in order to get us into the Disney mindset, I think we need to talk about their or Marvel's most recent release, which is the movie Eternals, which has got mixed reviews, shall we say. It seems to have hit sort of like bang down the middle when you look in most places. We've all three seen Eternals at this point. So, Dave, what, what were your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I think, right, okay. I've got a lo- lot of lot of issues, which I'll try and quickly summarise. <laughs> Look, t- too long first. So two hours, 40 minutes was a film that could have had a lot of chaff cut out of it. I like what Marvel were doing in the sense of they were trying to make a film that people didn't say, well, this is just another copy and paste Marvel film. It did hmm. feel arty. There were some very nice striking visuals. It was trying to do something completely different. But in some ways, it was so different that it was almost alienating its audience. So it's a bit, it was a bit of a catch-22 that they were trying to do something different, but at the same time, it almost hindered them as well. Um, I think the only main issue with the film I had was they were trying to introduce a group of characters who were by the law of the world they're creating in the MCU's you sorry far superiorly powerful than the Avengers or anybody else mm. but had been on earth for so long and couldn't interfere for so many reasons for, for the different reasons that are explained in the film i think i think it kind of felt like that they they were trying to shoehorn some kind of major history into the film in, into the MCU and it just felt like that fundamentally you couldn't really buy into it it just didn't mm. make sense. You had all these massively superior, powerful characters who just never showed up in any moment in it. Mm. Any, any previous, I think. I think maybe that's why it's got a lot of mixed reviews. It just didn't feel believable in some ways. In terms yeah. of that, I, I mean, I understand the argument of that they're not supposed to involve themselves in human history. And then throughout the film, they show them involving themselves throughout human history, throughout the whole fucking thing. But once you get to the whole um, Infinity War end game, that would have ended everything. Like, okay, I understand you're not supposed to involve yourself in human history, but that is more than that. That is wiping out 
the universe almost. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make sense that they wouldn't have intervened in then. I understand them not fighting silly wars between Ultron and Tony Stark. Fine, I get that. But when it's a universe ending thing, it, it, that didn't make sense. And I could never get my head round the thinking there. I thought it was a bit yeah. shit, to be perfectly honest. And isn't Thanos supposed to be an Eternal now? All that, that's kind of been confirmed with this film. So therefore, a fellow Eternal is trying to destroy everything. Should we now not intervene? I never even thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Celestial. Stu- Oh, it's Celestial. Celestial. Sorry, sorry. Stu's got the clarification. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stu, I, I know you. You've said on this, I think, on this podcast that it's the worst of the the whole of the MCU. Is that right? I have now. <laughs> 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 I, I came out and I was so pissed off. And I, obviously, I'm the biggest. Well, apart from Dave, the um, the, the biggest MCU supporter in this little group, and it's the it's easily the worst one. It's just shit. It's boring and it's wank. And it, there's a lot of things in there. Like you just said, it doesn't make any sense. It could have. It felt like. I mean, we know that characters that people don't know, like Guardians, well, the majority of people don't know, like Guardians, look how well they brought that in. Brilliantly well done. This, I thought, okay, it's got to be. They've got an opportunity to do something similar. It's not going to be funny because it hasn't got the 80s music and all, 70s music and all that kind of thing. So it's going to be something different to that. But. There's so many world-breaking plot points in it from the start. And you think, well, this if this was part of phase one, then fine. And if they could, they could have, they didn't still, they still didn't have to. They could have gone away somewhere, and then they would didn't have to be part of it. It could have gone away and then come back in phase four, but it doesn't make any sense. So you can't. I mean, we're not spoiling this, are we? So. Let's just root around for a bit. But it was... I don't care about any of them. They're all... They're yeah. all it was, it's the whole, why has it ever been a good Superman game? Well, what do you do? You can't get him to fly through rings for four hours, like the N64. Mm. He's too powerful to be an interesting game character because how do you kill him? Oh, Kryptonite, okay. Yeah. But these people are so... Well, these Celestials are so infinitely more powerful than anything on Earth. Then what is, what's the point? You're going to fight these little lizard dragon things who then morph into people. A bit like the queen. Well, she might know. She might be dead by now. So <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just nonsense. I just didn't like it at all. I mean, it might be one of them where I, when I watch it again in a few years, because I'm inevitably have to buy it for the collection, um, I might think differently. But a week removed, it just angers me. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think it's the worst thing, the worst film. I, I don't. I don't think it's a good film, but I don't. like. I mean, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor 2, the first Captain America, they're all worse films. Go and watch them now. I bet they're even worse. I bet they do not stand up. <laughs> Age of Ultron was dirge. Oof, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's the worst. It's not the worst film that I, or my reaction to it on the first watch isn't, isn't the worst one. I like you said, Dave. There are elements that I enjoyed, and I think they were the elements that Chloe Zhao brought to it. Yes, I think her directorial style and her vision. I was interested without being enthralled. I think would be the best thing to put it. Yeah, I think um, 
on a second viewing, because I, I can see this going to Disney Plus quite quickly because of how it's yeah. been perceived. And I think on a second viewing, when you've you know what to expect, you may appreciate some elements of the film more and what they do. But I mean, there was just elements like I was really disappointed by Richard Madden and is it Gemma? What's her surname? Chan. Chan. Gemma Chan. I kind of yeah. felt like they were just very bland and boring. And what I found ironic was that the film was trying to centre on their kind of on-off relationship. Yet, uh, when you go online, everybody seemed to be rooting more for the Jewig um, and the, girl, the the deaf girl relationship mm-hmm. that just came out of nowhere. That seemed more genuine <laughs> than the, uh, the the Richard Mann and Gemma Chan relationship that was been trying to be built up and didn't really happen. It, it didn't really go anywhere. They, they were both very two-dimensional characters mm. i felt that they were very boring which is odd because i don't find either of those boring actors in other things so i don't know what it maybe it was just the script wasn't there to really bring out the best of them maybe i don't yeah, know I, you know what annoyed me as well that it's never annoyed me in any of the other ones that the accent thing it was never explained that pissed me yes. off. Yeah. It's like, yes. Okay, so they so they appear at the start of the film and they don't speak. Okay, fine. All it would have taken was, okay, these people settled here uh, in Ireland and then someone settled in America and there you go, job done, solved. Yep. This is why these people talk like this, these people talk like this, but then you've got all these people, celestials, all together talking completely different accents, one sign language that we say all know. It just makes no sense. It, it doesn't, does it? Yeah. And like you say, it's a really simple fix, and they just didn't do it. So I thought that, that was quite poor. But as I said before, I still think it's the most interesting thing mm. that Marvel have done this year so far. Yes. I think and it's still better yeah. than Shang-Chi, Black no. Widow, and all of the shit they've put onto Disney+. Plus. So far, have been awful. So, yeah. And yeah, and I think that's what you've got to give Marvel the credit for going. You know what? We need to try something differently. And I think, I think because of that, people will will have reacted negatively to this. And hopefully, it's a learning curve for them to. I think maybe they're going to have to do some kind of halfway house for Mm -hmm. Eternals two because there will be a second Eternals film. And there's a big rumor going around that for Kevin Feige's Star Wars film that Chloe Zhao is going to be the director. So obviously. Kevin Feige and, and Disney are quite high in Chloe Zhao anyway, so they must have felt... And if you look at a lot of the press and the marketing they were doing for this film, they must have felt mm. internally this was good and may not have realised the reaction it was going to get. So they must have some kind of faith going forward that the different artistic style they can try in the future and people might receive it better in future projects. Yeah, possibly. I mean... I mean, Disney have got to be high on Chloe Zhao. She won them yeah. an Oscar yeah. only this year. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean she's going to translate to doing all kinds of different genre, but she's obviously an accomplished director. So it's a, a, a bit of an odd one, I think, really. It, it sticks out like a sore thumb in the Marvel Universe, this one does for me. And sorry, very quickly, finally, I still feel awkward when that sex scene came up. It was so unmarvel. It, it was a, it was cringe as well. like the, the only the one I can remember. Remember in um, Watchmen, like that sexy yes. in Watchmen. It, it's not sexy. It's an uncomfortable watch. Yeah. It just doesn't work. 
obviously uh, we are currently recording before the new Hawkeye series goes out, but by the time this podcast drops, that will be out. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's probably <laughs> going to be shit, to be honest. <laughs> I just don't like him. I just don't like Jeremy Redder. <laughs> Uh, and obviously the new Spider-Man No Way Home is due out in a couple of weeks' time. And the trailer has recently hit Stu. You haven't seen it. No, Dave, thoughts? Uh, I'm just inject it into my veins. I'm, I'm, I know what they're going to do, but I'm just I'm, I'm majorly hyped for it. I think more so because we all know, the, you know it's the biggest, worst-kept secret sorry, in Hollywood that obviously Maguire and Garfield are going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, th- I just think there's going to be an element when they're on screen. It's going to be almost like a love letter to the cinematic um, history of Spider-Man. I, you know, I can't believe that I remember watching Tom Guy Spider-Man when I don't know, it was like what thirteen, fourteen. I never thought in a million years that twenty years later we'd see him again, probably looking mm. nearly exactly the same in a Spider-Man <laughs> film. And I think I think it's it, I think we spot with with one of these films. It's got to be a film where you've got to go into it and be like, it's there. They're throwing everything at it. They're trying to make Endgame again, but for Spider Man. And I think I'm just going to go into it and just enjoy the crap out of it. Who'd have thought you'd get Alf? What's his name? Alfred. Um, Alfred back again as Doc Ock, or William Defoe back as um, Green Goblin, and having them all together. I think that's. It. I, I'm just. I'm looking forward to it. And it, it might be shit, but I think I'm going to enjoy. All of those people on the screen at once. I think it's going to be amazing. But Alfred Molina seems to be a, a genuinely nice bloke, though. But yeah. whenever he, yeah. he's like one of us, he, he just he loved it, even with all the stuff on his back. So yeah, I, I saw an interview with William Defoe recently where he talked about it was a historical interview. But he talked about one of his favourite roles was playing Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man because of how the character just like Jekyll and Hyde switches on a on a swivel into those roles and he's loved exploring that character but I just I think just go and go and watch it and just enjoy the crap out of it. Yeah, same. I, I like Spider Man as a character, so I'm I am looking forward to this one. I, I have I, as I said on last week's podcast, I do think that the trailers may have told us a little bit too much. Mm. But I, I am still looking forward to this movie. I just really hope that they try and tap into the into the Spider Verse and we get yes. Miles Morales. And we get Nick Cage, a Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Get all of them in there. Oh, I'd be well up for that. I think that'd be great for them. Have you seen the interesting quotes that Tom Holland has come out with in the last couple of days from this G- GQ magazine about filming No Way Home? No. So a lot, a lot of alarm bells are going off when you see the clickbait title. And then when you when you read the article, you're like, I get it now. But they, he talks about in the article about how they were basically writing the film on the fly while they were filming it. They were constantly okay. changing stuff. Tom Holland didn't like the ending, the final act, so he basically sat down with John Watts and gave him an idea, and they changed the final act. And a lot of the film was just being written. And uh, there was a quote from uh, where they were asking, I think Tom Holland asks John Watts about what's going on, you know, while, one day while they're filming, and John Watts just says, "Well, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out." But when, you you, but when you read it, it's, yeah. When you read it, though, it's because they were planning to release uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness first before this, hmm. and then because they because of COVID, they swapped the order around. 
so I think they've had to majorly change the storyline in Spider-Man in order to accommodate the Doctor Strange storyline, which okay. makes sense when I think you watch the new trailer. Right, okay. Yeah, right. so... That, yeah, that is still a little bit worrying. But... Yeah, that's the only slightly worry about <laughs> it, is what, how much of this are you going to go, that feels like it's been done last second. I mean, this, this problem was with... Um... The kind of cameo from was it in Black Widow that the, the cameo of someone who hasn't been anything yet? Yeah, yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus's yeah. character. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that really doesn't matter at the minute. It's just one of them things. But again, if if it needed to be done, then it needed to be done. But <laughs> Tom Holland, he did the same thing with Uncharted. I mean, the, the famously don't tell him anything because he can't require it. <laughs> but he said he, he said something about Uncharted, the filming of Uncharted as well. How he said I, d- I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the character, so I didn't know how to play him. So you've got five games to play. <laughs> you know the character, <laughs> and it's like yeah, I tried to get really ripped and everything. And well, that's not what Nathan Drake is. <laughs> and so then like, there was all backlash. You know, oh no, that's not what I meant. Just shut up. Don't see. <laughs> Look, end of the day, we're going to see Tobey Maguire again back as Spider-Man, and I want to see him at the end of the film do the dance. Just do <laughs> the dance. It's got to be done, hasn't it? <laughs> right, so we'll move on to the Disney Plus Day information. I'm going to drop in a few questions before we do it, because this is a question cast after all. The first stuff is going to be discussing the Marvel information that's come out. So my question to you guys, is there a hero or villain that you want to see get given a standalone film that we haven't seen yet? Because this question is made up on the fly, I'm going to answer it first while you used to think about it. The film I want to see is Craven the Hunter. He is the guy who killed Spider-Man and then tried to take his place before going crazy. There was talk of this film a couple of three years ago with Tom Hardy, I think, um, originally touted to be playing Craven, and I would have liked to have seen that. Um, so, Dave, who would you like to see a film of? So, I don't know if you know, they are doing a Craven the Hunter film. Oh, and well, it's, okay. It's going to be, um, oh, what's his name? He's Quicksilver in the MCU, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Brilliant, because he, yeah. he deserves better after the shit show that was WandaVision. <laughs> so that's he all. Deserves something. <laughs> so that's all been confirmed. If you go online, that's all they're making that. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, Hero, I'm going to slightly steal this from something I saw from a while ago on Twitter. Um, I don't know if character's name but the guy in is it Ant-Man and the Wasp he's the FBI agent who has to keep um, Scott Lang under house arrest oh, and, he's also, yeah. and he's also in uh, One Division as well um, somebody made an idea to him about could they make a almost like a X-Files type series where he has to investigate these kind of One Division-esque mm. things going on like, you know very low, very low level MCU stuff and he can just do his magic tricks to people would that be uh, was it Randall Park? Yes, that's character? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be fun, actually. Yeah, I, so, I do like Randall Park. And then villain-wise, I'd like to see um, the Collector have a series or a film where you see how he goes about collecting these things. Whether he goes out himself and gets stuff, or he hires people, or he rejects collections, something like that. Oh, okay. 
interesting. Stu, hero, villain, film, TV series, what, what are you thinking? Uh, well, is this possible? It might be. Um, <laughs> Doctor Doom, do it properly. Mm. Yeah. And I know my, uh, my man from Nip Tuck, Ralph did, a, did a, a shocking job, like the rest of the, <laughs> the film. But yeah, it was. You could bring that in as uh, so something completely separate. Is Fantastic Four back now? I think is it because it, was it Fox? I presume it was. It was, but it's now MCU. Yeah, yeah. so it can be Marvel. back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I always I don't know why because it's quite campy, but I, li- I kind of like that character. I just did. And the other hero again. This is going to be further down the line, so it's got a long time to go. Squirrel Girl. Why not? <laughs> I hate Squirrel Girl so much. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun, though. To be fair, so I also quite like. It would have to be animated now for for obvious reasons. But if somehow all of the Stanley cameos met up in an alternate universe, and it was just a Stanley MC, just just purely him. Figuring out how he ended up in each cameo, I, I think yeah, just like a little a TV series of just how he was in that place at that time, and a half hour episode on that particular Stanley cameo, how he got there for that. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have seen that. That'd have been wonderful fun. I watched um, a Vox video on YouTube yesterday about the um, about how they do CGI skin and stuff now, and the lighting and everything. And mm. I had no idea. That Alita Battle Angel was completely CG. No clue. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I you thought wouldn't that, necessarily I, know that's incredible. I thought they'd just done the eyes. I thought that's all they changed, but no, it's a complete CG build. Okay, that, that's fantastic, so, isn't it? What there you go. If something you you watched and didn't know anything about, then digital Stan Lee's could happen. <laughs> incredible. Let's do it. <laughs> Mind you, I remember when I went to see uh, Rogue One. And like he looked a little bit off, but he couldn't quite tell that Moff Tarkin was actually yeah, dead. Yeah, and he was like, oh yeah. shit! It, it was halfway through. I'm like, I'm sure he's dead in real life. <laughs> yeah. It just shows you the late. It just shows you the the leap between Tron Legacy and Rogue One in terms of what they could, <laughs> what they did. If you look back at Tron Legacy, you're like, oh, that's not good, is it? Yeah. Well, a hell of a step forward. Yeah. You look back at I me mean, only because I've watched them recently. The first Spider-Man film, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man film, that is terrible. It looks really bad, and even even up to, I mean, they said that Spider-Man three with um, the saddened animations took six months to do, oh. of the, just where he, where he's in the pit, <laughs> just going going all these limbs all falling apart. That took six months of rendering power. Jeez, back back Incredible. then, and now do whatever you want. <laughs> Right, so for Disney Plus Day, Disney told us of a few Marvel properties that we're going to be seeing coming to the small screen. Obviously, we've already mentioned that Hawkeye is it's coming up for us, but it was out for you a couple of days ago, if, if I've got my dates right here. But we have been told about a spin-off to WandaVision. We're getting an Agatha, the House of Harkness series. I really like Catherine Hahn. I think she's a really good fun actor. I love Dream Parks and Rec. But I have absolutely no interest in seeing the TV show about yeah. it. I didn't like One Division. I don't care about a spin-off from it. Dave, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I like One Division. I think I think it was one of the ones that Marvel tried something completely different. I think the concept did work. I think the issue with One Division was that 
if you didn't know what it was going into it, the first couple of episodes would have thrown you off completely and you would have not watched it. And we, that's why I, the impression I got from a lot of people who I know who who watched it, they just turned off after the first couple. I liked Catherine Hahn in it, but I don't see a need for you having a spin-off series mm. for it. You just bring her back as a cameo when you need to in future films. Yeah. That, yeah that's true. Same. Yeah, I mean, we were on here while we ranting and raving about the first two episodes until until it kind of pulled out to see a bit more. Until it kind of <laughs> pulled out to see a bit more. Um, and you kind of figured out what was going on. And watching it, binging it works perfectly if you can stand the first mm. two episodes. But yeah, it's it's proper milk in the cow now. It, yeah. That, that reveal where he, Agatha, that, her little theme tune, that was brilliant. That yeah. was probably one of the best parts of that series. Mm. But you can't make a series about that. Does it make sense? Yeah. Nonsense? Yeah. Uh, I Am Groot is going to be a show. Apparently, it was confirmed that both he and Rocket Raccoon aren't going to be part of James Gunn's Guardians Holiday Special next year. <gasps> so I assume that I Am Groot is going to be... I don't know if he's going to be running concurrently, but it may explain why that yeah. isn't happening. I, I I mean, obviously, there's no real character development. He only says three words. <laughs> But I really want to see it just because I love James Gunn and the whole Guardians yeah. world. Are we all in agreement on that? Yeah. 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 Speaking of animation, X-Men 97. We are returning to the world of the original X-Men, the animated series. This is arguably one of my all-time favourite Marvel productions. Like, I loved that original animated series. I will probably have to give it a rewatch as well. This is going to be due out in twenty twenty three. Are we all excited for this one? Very, yeah. I I saw this and thought it was a joke. I thought somewhat because I didn't watch it or interact with it. I saw that that tweet and I was looking. I thought, is is this someone imitating a Marvel thing and just putting it yeah. out? Well, there's no way. But yeah, they went back and fixed Clone Wars, so. There you go. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. Well, that's it. Was it the tweet? The the meme of Wolverine sat on the bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That that tickled me. That did. <laughs> no. So it was a really nice surprise. I don't think anyone would have expected that to be announced. No. It was such a nice surprise. Nice. Also in the Marvel animated world, we've got Spider Man Freshman Year. Don't know anything about it. Iron Heart, a return of the What If series for their season two and spinning out of that they're producing a marvel zombies series i only watched half of the what if series it wasn't for me i don't really care about season two did either of you two watch it and did you enjoy it yeah i, I liked it i yeah. i thought well I, I knew straight away that it had annoyed you <laughs> within minutes i thought and he's gonna hate this and it's gonna be class <laughs> Um, yeah, the, I thought the zombies episode was funny. Yeah. I thought, yeah, just because of well, the whole point of it, seeing things in a different way. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, the, my only criticism, again, like we mentioned at the time, was using people who are not voice actors to do voiceovers. Yeah, which was terrible. I couldn't get over that. But as the series went on, the the four episodes that you didn't watch were actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the zombie one. I think it was Dave who texted me and said it was really good. So I did watch it, but I, I really like the original book and it just wasn't the same. So it didn't work for me personally. Dave, are you looking forward to a, a fully fledged Marvel zombie series? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, so what if I enjoyed what if? I, I didn't think it needs to be all linked up at the end. I thought the last episode was probably the, the poorest episode of the series, but mm. a standalone episode, it was really good and so different. Uh, yeah, I think they pro- they've probably used that zombie episode as a testing bed to see whether people wanted to see more of it, which obviously they did. So I'm happy with that. Spider-Man Freshman Year is an interesting one because that one's actually a, a actual prequel um, to Homecoming, and that is going to be um, Tom Holland's version um, about basically how he became Spider-Man and basically how Uncle Ben dies. Which do we need oh, to okay. see? But uh, do again. we need to? Yeah, do we need to see it? There's loads of great memes online of people like Uncle Ben's gonna die again. But do we need to see that? Do we need to see his origin story? <laughs> I kind of feel like we we glazed over it in Homecoming, and we we just didn't need it. Mm. I think doing it as a series. Get them out of that trap. Yeah, yeah, they can do it in twenty minutes, and then you move on. I suppose. Yeah, you are right, though. I mean, we've seen it at least three <laughs> times already, maybe more. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first Muslim superhero is getting her own show. Uh, that is Ms. Marvel. Um, we got to see some She-Hulk footage. I'm quite looking forward to this one. We've never got a satisfactory Hulk movie, not since the Luferigno days, for, for my <laughs> money, to be perfectly honest. So I'm hoping that we get something that's a lot more palatable here. And I think Dana Schwartz is doing some of the writing on it. So I, I am looking forward to that one, I've got to be honest. Hopefully that one will work out. I was going to say, the, the only problem with that is going to be again. Is it, Are we going to have the same problem as Falcon and Winter Soldier, where they spend all the money over two episodes and then you have a lot of padding? <laughs> It could be, couldn't it? Well, in in, in some ways that, that might work because the the premise of it, from what I've read, it's supposed to be a legal comedy. So a lot of it mm. is going to be in courtrooms where she's either defending or or defending or prosecuting in kind of other MCU superheroes in court situations. Well, that's good. So as a concept, again, I think it is a bit different and could work. It's just whether. Like you said, like she says, whether there will there be too many courtroom scenes that might bore people too much. It depends on the characters they bring in. Again, I th- surely Charlie Cox is going to be in this as Matt yeah. Murdock. That's exactly what I was thinking. That would be the perfect way to bring him yeah. into the uh, the MCU main. Now that they're trying, yeah. I've heard that apparently they are bringing Daredevil in at some point. Yeah, uh, they've so already that'll yeah. be interesting. They've already confirmed that Jamil Jamil is the is the bad guy in the series. So that'll be interesting okay. what they do with her. And um, Tim Roth as Abomination is is back in She-Hulk as well. Oh, good, because I, I want to see more of Abomination. He was, like, undeserved in that uh, yeah. that that one film that they did do. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. Just imagine how terrible he can look now 12 years later. <laughs> <laughs> he will have melted by this point, I'm sure of it. <laughs> One thing which I am really looking forward to is Moon Knight. I like Oscar Isaac. I think he's a really talented actor. And what little I know of that character, it sounds like it could be a really interesting TV series. So he's someone who suffers with schizophrenia, as far as I'm aware, and he's battling all the voices in his head, and they take over him as a character. I only know this through conversations with people at comic book shops, so I could be wrong. (laughs) But I am really looking forward to this one, just to see something... It sounds like it might be a little bit more grown up and a little bit different to to what we used to. So I'm I'm all for Moon Knight. I think that should be excellent. Yeah, so the, 
just on that, the, the concept I read about it with Moonlight sounds fantastic in terms of those multiple personalities. And it's this idea as well of he doesn't actually know whether he's actually been embodied with this superpower. Mm. So the, as as from what I've read with the original comic, as the series went on, the reader just genuinely does not know whether it's all in his head or this is actually genuine. And I think yeah. if Marvel do this, which they won't, if they just make this a standalone series, it doesn't have to be connected to anything, it could be really good. Mm, I'd be all for it if they went down that route. Mm. That'd be excellent. Uh, finally, spinning out of Captain Marvel, we're getting Ben Mendelssohn's Skrull character, Talos. He's going to be appearing alongside Samuel L. Jackson in the Secret Invasion TV series. So the comic book series of Secret Invasion, it was an all-encompassing adventure that everyone within the, the Marvel 616 universe was involved in. I can't imagine the TV series is going to be that big. They're not going to have all these movie stars coming in to do Disney+. Plus. So I'm I'm intrigued where they're going to go with this. I have absolutely no idea. But it's got Ben Mendelsohn, who is excellent, and it's got Samuel L. Jackson, who is always great yeah. fun in films so I'm, I'm all in on that one so this is this is the one that i look for, looking forward to the most is i love talos <laughs> the, the whole concept of him is just is just mental and that that little reveal when you he's playing samuel l jackson as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. just brilliant and yeah like i said but mendelson in everything he does he's always superb so uh, this one i've got no doubts about moon Knight, yeah. no clue whatsoever but this one this one <laughs> This can't, they can't miss this one up. No chance. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's uh, It's got Olivia Coleman in it as well. And it's got, oh, I can never I never get a name right for it. Is it Amelia Clark? Is it Game of Thrones? The main girl? Yeah. I don't know. yeah. She's in it as well. So I think casting-wise, it, it, it should hit out the park. And that is a reminder to go and listen to and watch Last Christmas and listen to our review of it from last year. <laughs> It keeps coming up on Netflix as like the number one film in the UK right now. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, people shouldn't be watching it. Uh, so that's all of the Marvel stuff from Disney Plus Day. We'll move on to the animated series and movies next. But my question for you two, what is your favourite traditional Disney animated film? So proper old school 2D animated movie. You've got to take one with you to the great beyond. What film are you taking? Oh. I'll go first while you two think. Mine is The Little Mermaid. I fucking adore that <laughs> film. I think I'd seen a couple of other Disney films at the cinema before that, but I remember my auntie bought it me, and I must have wore that tape out just constantly winding it, watching it over and over. I, I thought you were going to say I wore that tail out then. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for you. Um, Beauty and the Beast for me. I just, okay. I'm just trying to think of when I, when I watched them, and I, I remember going to the cinema to watch that somehow. Mm. It's, I don't know why. Um, it was that the last one I watched at the cinema was Hercules. I've never seen Hercules. I, I know I should because I, I know that would be one I'll be a fan of, but I've never got around to it. And that was the last one I ever watched. I ain't watched anything past that. Traditionally animated boys. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say Robin Hood, the the animal one. <laughs> Fantastic. It's just this is great. Just really fun. Mm. Yeah, I do love that one. Brilliant. Right, so animated series and movies. Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. 
Does that mean anything to either of you? I've not seen Ice Age. I don't know what book Wild is. So we don't, we, bit... we don't need more Ice Age. We just don't need it. It's a thing of the past. <laughs> let it let it be. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spinning Gate of Big Hero 6, Baymax is getting its own series. Have either of you two seen Big Hero 6? Hmm? Is yes. it any good? Oh, come yeah, on, Andy. How have you not seen this? How have you not? Oh. I, I, I don't know. It just didn't look interesting. So oh, I never it's, so, it's so good. Right. I'm writing yeah. it down now. I'll put it on the list. I would, I would do everything that came out of Disney Plus Day. Looking at the trailer they brought out for this Baymax series, this is probably the one thing I'm looking forward to seeing the most. It looks really fun. Okay. Have either of you two seen the Olaf uh, from Frozen show? Yeah. And uh, Ash Dolan, who has also been on this podcast several times, he texted me after watching one of the episodes with Olaf can fuck off. <laughs> so he wasn't a fan. What was it like, Dave? Well, I've watched it multiple times because my my daughters uh, realised it was on Disney and they're like five or six like five-minute episodes. And don't get me wrong, when you watch it the first right. time, it's quite fun. And it's funny. It's basically Olaf recreating key Disney films in like five minutes. And there's a <laughs> lot of really sharp, witty humour in there that is just for adults. But when you've watched it about ten times, then it all starts to go. So watch it once, you'll appreciate it, then you don't need to watch it again. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, one thing which I am really looking forward to, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers yeah. are back. <laughs> I used to love Chippendale when I was a kid. It was one of my favourite games on the old NES. I, I fucking adored it. And they released that game on PlayStation. They did a pack of all the old Disney games with um, the two DuckTales games as well. It was like 15 quid well spent, if I remember right. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm looking forward to that one. Cars on the Road. Owen Wilson returns to voice Lightning McQueen in a new series. <laughs> I've only ever seen the first Cars film, and it was great. I never bothered with anything past that. So I've no idea what the rest of this is going to be about. But Cars 2 is ridiculous. Don't It doesn't matter. But they, they kind of completely ignore it with Cars 3. It just, right, okay. the, the second one's a spy film. So okay. With, with Michael Caine, as I've said many times, you don't have to watch that. Cars 3 is actually really good. But then you they've already got... Is it Mater's? Toon Tales or something like that. There's something like that, yeah. Similar kind of concept, like five minute episodes from years ago. I don't know if they're on, they're on Disney Plus, but they have done like spin offs before. Um, but yeah, more more actual more cars, more fun. Okay, right. You don't need you uh, don't need cars. Get rid of it. <laughs> Although I did hear someone say the other day that they described Cars Three as the Pixar version of Dark Knight Rises which I thought was quite a good analogy. (laughs) (laughs) From Pixar, we have got, I think it's a movie called Win or Lose. All I've seen is one image of it. I don't know anything about this film, so can't really discuss that. Uh, Zootopia Plus, a short form series based on the animated film of the same name. I presume by short form series, this is going to be like the Olaf retells Disney stories. So it'd be shorter episodes from different perspectives across the Zootopia world. I still haven't got around to watching that, but I know, Stu, you've bigged that <sighs> film a couple of times on here. Yeah. I think one of the last times I was on here, I, I, I said that as well with Stu. Yeah, yeah. 
And just just because I know when that song's going to get in your head and you will not be able to get it out at all. <laughs> uh, Tiana, or I believe that's how it's pronounced, she's getting a long-form musical series. Uh, following her crowning as the Princess of Maldonia, she takes on a new adventure to New Orleans. Um, I have not seen The Princess and the Frog, so I have no idea what I have just said. No. <laughs> have I, Dave, have you seen it? it I, I've seen some of it. It makes sense. Whether they need a sequel or any kind of it, I don't know. But yeah, okay. Okay. And um, this is a new one on you as well then, Stu, I'm guessing. Yeah, from the look is... on your face. <laughs> uh, so next up is the live action series and movies. Um, rather than asking you about live action, I want to ask you, what's your favourite Pixar movie? Um, like, there are some real good big hitters in the Pixar world. And traditionally, I'd always go for Toy Story 2, because I think it's just a wonderful film. However, Soul would be my choice. I thought Soul, which was released last Christmas, that would have been in my top five for 2020 had we not have recorded it before the film was released. If we'd have waited an extra week before recording our podcast on that, Soul was one of the best films of 2020, I thought. Such a wonderful, heartwarming film. I'm a real big fan of Tina Fey, so like it was perfect for me, that movie was. It was really heartwarming and sweet and a little bit sad, which I think all of the best Pixars are. They've got that tinge of sadness that makes the the the, the light brighter almost. Uh, yeah, Soul for me, I think probably the, uh, the the premier Pixar movie. Dave, Pixar, what, what are you going for? Yeah, it's Toy Story two for me. I just think it's one. Of, it's one. Of, it's one of the rare sequel better than the original films, <laughs> and I think it's just got. Everything in terms of the story and the jokes for the adults and the the, the wit about it, it, it it's fantastic. Yeah, can't argue. And I've had an argument. I can't remember who it was with recently because I said that Toy Story Two was the best, and they were arguing that it isn't. But it's the best of the four, isn't it? Mm. Toy Story Two. Yeah, Stu, Pixar, Bugs Life. Um. Oh, it's a good film. <laughs> I've haven't seen. I'm probably missing about five or six of them. So, mm. Soul is one of them as well. To my for my sins. Oh, have you, know you seen Inside Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul is similar to Inside Out. I mm. think. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you ma- could tie the two sense. together almost. Inside Out. That that's another almost perfect film. Brilliant. You know, what? I'm going to say Incredibles because mm. that's yeah, yeah. It's tremendous. Yeah, and it still holds up even now. Yeah. Mm. Mm. In fact, it probably it's more timely now, I think, because mm. we've had the MCU and everything since. And it just makes The Incredibles look even... Like, The Incredibles is even more ridiculous because they're still doing the same tropes that The Incredibles are doing. <laughs> like, they were taking the piss out of the MCU before the MCU was yeah, even yeah. there. So, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, the live-action series and movies, we're getting cheaper by the dozen. I'm looking forward to this just because I like Zach Braff. Like that's literally the only reason I'm going to be watching this. I, I think it's a reboot rather than a sequel to the mm. um, Steve Martin films, which were really poor. Disenchanted, which is the long-awaited sequel to Enchanted, and Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey are returning. I've not seen Enchanted for my sins because I love Amy Adams, and I know <laughs> I would love that film. 
but I've just not got round to it. Have either of you two seen Enchanted? Yeah, yeah, because worth the investment. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hocus Pocus Two is currently in production for next Halloween to be released. I know, I know, Goldie, who listens to this podcast, he's a fan of Hocus Pocus, but it's not one that's ever done it for me. If I'm being perfectly honest, but I'll probably watch it. I don't remember it. It's been that. I'll probably watch it when it came out, but as. I don't really care about Halloween anyway. I've said yeah. before, so it's not one that ain't no Christmas films where you watch every year. I was just not bothered. Mm, yeah, I probably it'll be one of them where I'll watch it like the week before the second one because I want to be part of the conversation. Just to refresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Pinocchio is the next animated classic, which is going to be getting a live action remake. I've already seen like a live action remake of Pinocchio, and it was the drizzling shits. One of the worst <laughs> films I've ever seen. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how this one goes. I've not really enjoyed many of the the live action remakes so far. None of them have got the charm of the original. If I'm mm. being a bit brutally honest with it. Speaking of live action remakes, I suppose we're getting a film called Sneakerella. It is a modern-day retelling of Cinderella set in the New York City sneaker culture. It sounds <laughs> appalling. <laughs> so she's going to run off and leave and like drop a pair of her Jordans or something, isn't she? That's what that film's going to be. Well, it's a guy as well as the lead. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know why... I'll, I'll see what it is when it comes out. I don't know why they're need to do this but strange i mean especially when they've done the remake of the animated cinderella the mm. live action remake only four or five years ago it, it does seem a bit needless doesn't it that it seems like another like a gender switch thing just for the sake of it mm. <laughs> if yeah, that's the case mm. the spiderwick chronicles is getting a live action series based on the fantasy books there were a couple of films, aren't there, of Spider Wick Chronicles, I believe. I've not I seen them. That, yeah, I thought there was. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if this is separate to that or a continuation. I just don't know. Uh, one thing I am looking forward to, though, Willow is coming back. They're going to be in a TV <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah. Uh, Warwick Davis is going to be in it, and it's going to be fucking brilliant. I cannot <laughs> wait for that. Love Willow. Remember, remember last year when we did this, and we completely missed Willow off the list when it was. It, they just showed yeah. a, a thing, and then we completely forgot to mention it. And there yeah. was big But that's because I mean they'd, they'd mentioned it, and as you say, it was a year ago, and then it just went completely radio silent. So I thought, oh, it's one that's just fallen off the list. But there was um, I saw a clip of Warwick Davies talking to some of the other stars from the the TV series. So it's in production currently. Yeah. So yeah. I'm well up for that. I'm really looking forward to it. Got to meet Warwick Davis a few years back at a Comic Con, and he was such a nice bloke. And his autobiography is a really wonderful read. I'd recommend that to anybody. <clears throat> so that's the live action series done. Next up is the stuff on National Geographic. So I'm not going to be as specific. I want to know. I want you to recommend a documentary, either a series or a documentary film, whatever. I want you to recommend something along those lines to me. I'll go first while you two think. I may have mentioned it on this podcast previously, and it is available on Disney Plus, but you've got Made in America, the OJ Simpson story. And it starts way back in his college days. It talks about him as a football player, then moves through into his 
semi-failed attempts at becoming a, a star actor into the murder trial, the acquittal from the, the criminal trial, the civil trial that followed. It's got everything right up until when he goes into prison for holding people at gunpoint because they were trying to sell some merch that he believed was his. It's like an eight-hour, I think it's five 90-minute episodes. It's a real deep dive into such a fascinating character. I mean, he's a horrible, horrible human being, but it's a fascinating study of the man. Excellent, that one. And that's available on Disney+, Plus, so I think that's worth checking out. Stu, documentary, series or film, please. I was just checking that it is on there, and it is. Air crash investigation. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> it's it's one of them things where I used to wait I used to wait for it to be wait for it to come on and I have it eating for heaters on a Tuesday night. I don't know why. It, it must have just been that's when the first time that, that situation had occurred and it was like, okay, this is a tradition now. Yeah, but I must have seen or what's it on May Day in America. Don't know what it is in India for our Indian listeners. Um <laughs> But it's just, it's informative. And yet you go and watch the early ones now and they are really terrible, the CG and everything. <laughs> but it's, it's, one of them, it's just fascinating. It's not, not like watching ancient aliens and things like that that's just for mental people. It's actually, well, it's true. So, and you learn things from it. Oh, that sounds excellent. Okay. Dave, documentary uh, series or film? Yeah, I was going to say uh, High Score on Netflix, which is kind of different individual episodes about the history of computer games like Nintendo and uh, the Mega Drive and things like that. It was just not really fascinating about the depth they go to, but a lot of the cutscenes are done in 8-bit or like a high-definition 8-bit or if they're trying to explain something that happened they have got no footage for, they do it in this kind of 8-bit or 16-bit format. Just really interesting, especially how there's an episode on how they launched um, the SNES in America um, and what they did for that. And it's just really interesting and very late 80s, 90s, some of the stuff they do as well to launch it. Yeah, (laughs) highly recommend that. I'll tell you what that reminded me of. There was a show, I think it was on Channel 4 some years back, Charlie Brooker's uh, how video games changed the world. Yeah. And it was, they was talking about like the top 20 video games of all time. And it started with the, the Clico vision with the two moving mm. things where there's playing tennis and brings it right up to date with, with all the games. It's available on YouTube. I, I think you'd enjoy that to be honest. Okay, yeah. Really well made. Um, that'd be a good one. But yeah. On YouTube. So you wouldn't have to pay for it, which is always good as well. So yeah, the national geographic stuff, Chris Hemsworth is starring in Limitless, which is going to be a docuseries about longevity of life and pushing the human body to its limits. It looks like it's an excuse for Chris Hemsworth to just get semi-naked, to be honest. (laughs) The few clips I've seen is just him keep taking his T-shirt off. (laughs) So make of that what you will. Uh, And taking a quote from Independence Day, Will uh, Will Smith is going to be starring in Welcome to Earth, where the Fresh Prince will partake in adventures around the world. We're getting a second series of the Jeff Goldblum documentary series. Have either of you two seen that one? Oh, yes. It's It's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Yeah. 
I could just generally watch him just do any old shite. He's just such an interesting dude. So yeah, I, I, I love that. that. That's available now. That is the second series. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, that one. I did not know that, so I am adding that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also getting America the Beautiful, which is going to be looking at the wildlife around the US. That hasn't been shot. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I spent a little bit of time the other day just looking through, looking for something to watch. I don't really check out the National Geographic stuff enough on Disney+. Plus. Oh, like My first port of call is always Netflix, which is the done thing for everybody. Mm. But actually, there is quite a, a decent amount of varied stuff on Disney+, Plus and the National Geographic. It went from the sublime, like the the OJ documentary to the ridiculous. I was watching something called the science of stupid and it was people doing dumb shit and then falling on their face. And they explained how it works. Someone on a pogo stick who didn't hit the ground. Right. So that they explained why he would fall. It's like it was dumb, but informative at the same time. And I think that a lot of that stuff gets overlooked on Disney. That's a bit like, um, brainiac science abuse on sky one with John tickle. It, it was basically that. It, it even had Richard the Hamster Hammond presenting it. <laughs> Classic. So it, it was basically the same show as that, yeah. What a blast from the past that is. I remember that on Sky once, you. Jeez. I still love that show. <laughs> right, and we've got some Star Wars news up next. So the question that I want to ask you, gentlemen. Who is your favourite Star Wars character? Don't say Jar Jar. I was looking at my my Star Wars shelf over there for inspiration. (laughs) You know what? I'm gonna no. I would. There have been times when I think Poe was massively underrepresented. You know, Poe could have been great. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna say Poe. Fuck you. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I did like Poe. You are right. He was that they, they could have done a lot more with him. And Dave? I know he's in he oh. he's in, in his own animated series, I know, but that's for the young children. Not the same though, is he? Not the same. <laughs> Dave. I mean I wanna say that guy who owns the breakfast joint in Clone Wars, you know, the, the New Yorker guy. <laughs> he's great. Um I'm going to have to be boring and just say you oh, oh, McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I just think it's great. And the fact that he's getting his own um, series next year will be. Yeah. Um, it's great. And just seeing Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, we need to do it for another podcast, but I've got a massive argument about how Hayden Christensen's been let down by other reasons why people don't like him in the prequels. But that's for another time. No, let's let's get into it. Right, okay. No, so he, <laughs> he is comfortably the worst thing about um, Attack of the Clones. He's not only creepy and a little bit rapey, he's just really wooden and awful in that movie. I, I don't... Hey, defend him, Dave. My, 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 okay, so my argument is, well, firstly... If he was that bad, why has the the core fan base been wanting him to come back to something? And now he's been brought back for this. Otherwise, he wouldn't be brought back. 
I think a lot of it with the second film, Clone Wars, and more so to do with uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think it's more about how he's been told to act in that film. If you think about it, in the second one, as a character, he's a guy that has been um, taken away from his mom. He's um, He grows up in this kind of Buddhist-style community. So he doesn't go through any kind of n- normal... Like, puberty for him is like basically suppressed in some ways. Mm. So his characteristics in the second film are kind of what I almost expect them to be in that character. Whereas in the third film, it was almost like rather than becoming the mature leader that you see in the animated series mm. for Clone Wars, which was probably yeah. more of a perv representation of what he should have been, he was told to continue playing the teenager, stubborn teenager of you, te- you told me I'll have everything, but now you're telling me I won't have everything. That stubbornness in the third film just didn't work. It was almost like they just asked asked him to continuously be this spoilt teenager. And I think it was more about how he was told to act as a character than it was his performance. And don't get me wrong, he hasn't done anything else really, <laughs> film-wise. <laughs> he did that jumper film, which was okay. But I just I, feel... I thought he was bad in that. Yeah. I just sometimes mm. I feel that he was as a as as what he was told to act as a character. He was given the wrong direction, and that's what's portrayed in what you see in the films. Attack of the Clones is where everyone everyone's career went to die. Yeah, it's an, it's an abomination of nonsense. That whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was June level bad. That film. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apart from you, McGregor, look, he's the most loved yeah. character out of those three films, and he's got his own, t- you know. Been off, you know, continuation series. You McGregor saved that film on his own, yeah, just because yeah, he's, so, yeah. he's so good. Right, you need to watch a film, Dave, called Little Italy with Hayden okay. Christensen as the lead. And if you can still tell me that he's an okay actor <laughs> <laughs> after that, I've just noticed. I'm just looking at his IMDb. We're going to have to watch one of his films at some point because he acted with Nicolas Cage in a movie called Outcast which kind of looks like it's going to be like Season of the Witch. It's sword and sandals kind of bollocks. So Let's put that to the top of the list as soon as possible. Yeah, we'll get that done early next year at some point. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, my answer... It, it, I'm going to be a basic bitch on this one, and it's just going to be Han Solo, because he's the coolest <laughs> man in the world. <laughs> I think if Lando was in more... Like, Lando's my favourite of the peripheral... peripheral characters but of the main it's got to be Han although I'd say um, Mandalorian is pushing him hard Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I do love Pedro Pascal as well he's just yeah. the nicest bloke in the universe too no we can, we can count to Soak in there as well yeah no, we, no yeah. we've got it I don't know enough of that character I only really know her from that one episode a couple of episodes of um, Mando yeah, Clone Wars and Rebels Ahsoka yeah. is very different to what mm. Mandalorian Ahsoka and her own series as well coming up. Yeah, I, from what I've read, they didn't mention it, I don't think, as part of Disney Plus Day. I've not been able to find any information about it, so I, I don't know. I think the only thing that's come out, list, yeah, the only thing that's come out recently about those Star Wars series is that they seem to have cancelled the Rogue Squadron series. Or, it's been delayed by yeah. at least a year. And it sounds like they've got rid of... Is it Patty Jenkins? Well, yeah, because she's got 
um, Wonder Woman and a Cleopatra film mm. that she's directing, so they've pushed it back at least twelve months. But she, she's like, she stays on it. Yeah, it, I, I could be wrong, but it, I kind of felt like I read that maybe she's not now doing it anymore because of those okay. films. But I could be wrong. Hmm. Be interesting to see. Uh, the other Star Wars stuff that they did mention, they're doing a documentary under the helmet, the legacy of Boba Fett. Yep. This is going to be out before the book of Boba Fett hits our TV screens. I don't understand how... like we, Boba Fett is a character who only appears in the background in the original trilogy, and he's l- loved more than almost everybody else in the whole series. I, it's an incredible life that character has taken on without any real context to it. It was toys. The toy. Yeah. That's what... Yeah. Um, Colin Moriarty on find him on no taxation on Twitter. He's um his favourite character is Boba Fett because of the toy. Mm. So growing up in the eighties, well, yeah, eighties when that first run came out, that toy was special. But for some for again, for whatever reason, I've got him it's got up there on the shelf. It doesn't look especially different to every all the others, but it's just cool, eh? Is it? There's something yeah. about him. That's it. He looks cool, and maybe yeah. it's the wearing a helmet, so you could be Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. you could feasibly see yourself in that character. If I vaguely remember correctly, is it? I think it was the toys that made us. They did yeah. an episode on Star yeah. Wars, and they were talking about the Boba Fett. Was Boba Fett like the first one where you could actually fire a gun with him? Like he would actually projectile. Uh, you could fire a projectile. I'm sure there was something along those lines was like why he was special. So that Boba Fett documentary is on Disney Plus now already. I watched it last night. Okay, it's only about twenty oh, minutes long. Yeah, it's only twenty minutes long. But what you described to set that up, Andy, is literally what the documentary is about. Is how does this guy who was basically in, in Star Wars for six minutes in some ways and is a back <laughs> mm. is a background character become such an iconic character in Star Wars. And that's what, and it's really interesting. Because really, his main contribution in the original trilogy is being eaten by the sand vagina, isn't it? That, that's all he does, really. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that got mentioned again. Obviously, Ewan McGregor, he's back in the titular role alongside Hayden Christensen as Vader. Um, Joel Edgerton, Kamal Nanjani, Indira Varma. Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Benny Safdie. It's a strong cast. It's going to be set between Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, and A New Hope. So far, every I mean, I know we've only really had Mandalorian, but the Disney World on, sorry, the Star Wars World on Disney has been excellent. So I've got high hopes for this as well. It's it's Dave Filoni. He's the heir to George Lucas, and he's just gone. I know how to do this. Let's make it like it used to be. And it's nothing's even. I don't know if anyone's seen that Star Wars Visions yet. Yeah, yeah. No, is it any good? Yeah, it's really good. They're like, like, is it the stews like ten, nine, ten, like anime style mm. episodes, all different anime styles, individual episodes, different stories. But yeah, just with Dave Filoni now in charge, who did Rebels. Yeah, and how good is Rebels, Stu? Is Rebels is just Rebels? One of the best. Rebels is it's not even a, a kid, it's never been a kid show. No. Rebels, ever that's what the Clone Wars was to start with. Yeah, 
Rebels never has been. It's just brilliant. I'll always encourage people to to try Rebels out. When you say it's animated, like oh, you're like no, mm. watch it. It is really it's cl- it's proper Star Wars. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, super. And there's a few bits and bobs. I think these are things that are going to be on Star. So the the naughty version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the grown up part of um, Disney Plus. So it's just a couple of those bits. Um, so we have got a film called Rosaline. It's going to be a comedic twist to the Romeo and Juliet story. Um, the story is going to be told from Juliet's cousin's point of view, Rosaline. Uh, she also happens to be Romeo's ex. It's going to be starring Caitlin Diva. I do like Caitlin Diva, which is the only reason I will give that a chance. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> uh, the Princess, Joey King, stars in an action movie set in a fairy tale world, which I think kind of sounds a little bit like the reverse of um, Enchanted, maybe. I do like Joey King as well, so, yeah, maybe watch that one. And the other one, which I think will probably pique some interest here, Prey. It's a new chapter in the Predator franchise following the Comanche nation from 300 years ago. So the Predators are going to be going or from way, way back before the, the start of the original series. I haven't seen anything of it, but just the premise alone sounds quite interesting. Yeah, the, the poster uh, looks good as well. Mm, I, I like Predator. Like, you know, I mean, even the shit films are a little bit fun. So um, I'm interested to see where they go with that one. And finally, and this is the one thing I'm probably looking forward to more than anything else on Disney Plus. Peter Jackson's Beatles documentary "Get Back" is hitting yeah. Disney Plus, 25th of November, which I think might probably um, last week. <laughs> probably last week by the time this goes out. Hang on, yeah, it will be last week. So you'll have all have seen it, and we'll be talking about it on Twitter, I am sure. The footage on this looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Considering it's over 50 years old, I have no idea how they've managed to make it look so smooth, how they've got rid of all the grainy footage. It looks perfect. Well, it's never been used, has it? That's the that's the trick. Like the mm. um the last dance, because it had never been used. So it, yeah. it's you're talking never seen the light of day. Yeah, so you're talking literally sealed film stock. Mm. So it's not transferred from an old Betamax or anything like that. <laughs> Like some of these things are. Yeah. Like, if you, like, you watch Dream Team on YouTube when that was on there. And it was literally someone had recorded it off the telly. <laughs> you, you're talking about proper, high quality, probably 35mm stock there. But So that's how they've done it. But it still looks... It's weird because it, it you know that it's the 60s. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like the 60s, but at the same time it does. Mm. So I wouldn't have seen anything like it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I saw the trailer. I think the first trailer was out last Christmas, if I remember correctly. And it, it just looked encapsulating. Yeah. And it's Peter Jackson, so it it will be like, you know, he, he knows how to do these things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that one. Excellent. Right, so to end off the show, I want you to throw a recommendation. Next week is the first week of Christmas. So I just want you to give us a Christmas recommendation you don't even necessarily need to have seen the film because my recommendation is everybody let's watch sweet home alone oh no (laughs) is it home sweet home alone 
on Disney Plus. I've seen a clip from it where they're talking to um, Macaulay Culkin's brother in it, uh, Biff. And honestly, it just made me want to watch the whole series again. So, yeah, everyone, I say let, let's do Home Sweet Home Alone and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you, throw out a Christmas recommendation. Uh, there's, only one, there's only one Christmas film, and that's Muppets Christmas Carol. It is the goat of all Christmas films. It's the only one you need to watch. Stu? So you've got one good one there, one that's probably going to be awful. <laughs> Just level it out from one from last year and go and watch Claws again. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so good. Superb. Wonderful. So that's us done for another week. Next week is a picture pod. As I've said, it's the first week of Christmas. So we're going for a cage Christmas movie, The Family Man. Check justwatch.com to see where you're able to stream it or rent it. Um, Stu looks giddy with excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Make of that what you will, but it's out there to watch anyway. Uh, Please make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcatcher you listen to us, and we would also appreciate a review. It would be a wonderful Christmas present if you could do that for us. Uh, please make sure you've got us on the Twitter at CageFightingPod and any emails to CageFightingPod at gmail.com. So for this week, Stu, would you like to say goodbye? Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Dave, would you like to say goodbye? Please do the dance, Tony Maguire. Please do the dance. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> it's goodbye from me. And remember, be excellent to each other. See ya real soon. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. So long. Roop, roop.